Do you want a smart lock, a 2K cam and doorbell all in one? Now you can with Eufy, the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. Easy to install. All you need is just a Phillips screwdriver. So easy that even I, yes, I figured out how to install it. It's a keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys, which, by the way, I didn't even have a key to my front door. Uh, yeah, I had to go through the garage, so I would be SOL if something were to happen, but not anymore with Eufy. It's keyless. You have no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge monthly fees. Your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage, and the customer service is top-notch now. Let's be real. I didn't have to use it. I figured out how to use that Phillips screwdriver to install. Trust me, guys. I, I, I'm not lying to you. It is extremely easy. But if you have issues with your Eufy or installation, be rest assured Eufy's on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. Well, since Patrick's muted, welcome <laughs> to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. I'm sorry. I'm it the start, boys. It's a great start. It's going, it's, it's going just the way, just the, way the, the week is going for the Kansas City Chiefs. Absolutely brutal. Um, <laughs> welcome into the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Technical difficulties edition, uh, and the technical difficulties right now uh, seem to be with the the stupid COVID pandemic, which is messing up uh, the NFL season in a pretty bad way right now. Sterling Holmes, and Matt Connor, Matt Verderam, and Patrick Allen, welcome in, boy. Y- y'all are filling up uh, already. Forty one of you in the in the show. Make sure you hit the thumbs up button on YouTube. This is the first time we've all been together for a preview episode. Um, of this podcast, uh, obviously we're together a lot for the for the post game show, but we've got uh, we've got a few just like the players, you know, we've got a few podcasts in a few days here. We're really going to be ramping it up. Um, so let's get into it. As you know, uh, if you've been following the news today, COVID is the story. Started out early this morning. Josh Gordon on the COVID list. Um, then uh, later, Chris Jones on the COVID list. So I'm going to hit the rules for you real quick. If you don't know, if the player is vaccinated, they're not out of the picture for this game. However, in order to play, they must have two back-to-back negative tests and be asymptomatic. So it's Tuesday. So nobody's ruled out for Thursday yet, but they basically have to have to get a, a negative test over the next two days or Wednesday and Thursday to be eligible to play. Let's start with you, Matt Verderam. This is a, you're a league insider, and this is happening all across the NFL right now. 
What are you hearing? What's happening? How will this madness end? Uh, I mean, a lot of concern. There's a lot of concern. I think a lot of people feel like Thanksgiving was part of the reason we're having the surge. I think that's also the case just in everyday life nationally, right? Like people get together for holidays. The weather's getting colder. There's also a belief among some that the NFL might go back to the way it was last year in terms of the way they're stringent with some protocols. I don't think we'll see it go all the way back, but it might be a little bit tighter. It might be a little bit tougher. Maybe there's masks in the building all the time, no matter what. Um, that's all got to be collectively bargained with the NFLPA. So we'll see on that. But look, as far as this game goes, you've got two big names that are that are dealing with this one on either side. You have Chris Jones. You have Rashawn Slater, who is the left tackle for the Chargers, who is their best offensive lineman. He is a rookie. He has been spectacular. I would argue that if both of these guys cannot play, it is about an even trade. Look, Chris Jones is amazing, but Slater is also incredibly important to the Chargers. So in the grand scheme of things, and by the way, the, the line shows that. Right? Like It was a three-point Chiefs line. Slater news comes out. It jumps to four. Jones news comes out back to three. So um, obviously it's it's unfortunate. I see uh, Mike Tavernier, or Mike Tavernier says, do we know on the Chiefs is vaccinated? We don't know blow by blow every single guy. I can tell you this. I know they are one of the most vaccinated teams in the NFL. They have a very, very high rate. Um, Gordon is vaccinated. He came out and flat out said that on Twitter. I believe, I believe Chris Jones is also vaccinated. I don't know that for 100% fact, but I believe I, I'm um, – he would be that, out. If he was, if he wasn't vaccinated, he would be ruled out for the game. Yeah, right? and I and I and the reason I say I believe and not because like I I reached out for confirmation. I haven't gotten it, but I I feel like that came out earlier in the year. But I I so I do know though for a fact they are one of the most vaccinated teams in the league. Um, so that should help mitigate this spread. Which frankly, other than the health of the players, my biggest concern right now is just how many guys get it before kickoff on Thursday night. Is there more? Is there a few less? I, you know, it, does, does somebody come off the list? Yeah. We just don't know. Yeah, and, and that's the big question. And let, let's first, let's set the table here. We're talking about this. This is a lot of people have died from this pandemic. It's, it's horrible. It's impacting everybody's lives in a negative way. We first and foremost hope that all anybody who's got COVID, Chiefs, Chargers, everybody's okay. They don't have any long-term effects of this new disease. And now we're going to talk about football. Um, everybody, it sounds like most of these people are vaccinated. It seems to be working out for most people. Matt Connor, what is your concern? You Now, you've been on the website all day today, um, keeping up with these posts and bringing everybody the news. What is your concern that, you know, as Matt was alluding to, I mean, these guys just, they were just all together on Sunday, right? They were all together. They were playing. They were out there celebrating. They were in the locker room. And then, boom. You, you know, you get hit with Josh Gordon, you get hit with Chris Jones back to back. This is a highly contagious disease from what we know. Is 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 this the end of it or are more people going to emerge in the next couple of days? I mean, who can know this, right? You know, Adam Schefter just did that report, you know, with some others saying that like, what, 60 something players have been have been now tested positive in the last day or so. There's another maybe 25 coming through it's it's just hard to tell how this is going to play out i will say i was not worried at all about the chargers and i know that we're going to get into that but but my posture even coming into this was the chiefs are going to wipe the floor with them but this is the one scenario in which i would be worried is if a whole swath of players if a whole position 
group was largely taken out because of the spread of COVID. Um, so it's a little scary, uh, you know, and, and every other team has until the end of the week. Maybe that's a good thing or maybe it's a bad thing for it to continue to spread. We're going to find out ourselves. But being on the front end means that we're, um, you know, sort of first in line to see how this is going to affect in the dominoes. Um, but your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. And we saw Alex in the chat was asking, you know, will they postpone the game if more people get vaccinated? To, to this point, the NFL's rule has been, as I understand it, and tell me if I'm wrong on this, Ram, they're not postponing any games. They're going ahead. Just people, people aren't allowed to play. And that if anybody, um, that if a team is not able to play because of COVID, they have to forfeit that game. Is that, is that, am I right on that? Yeah, they're not, they're not postponing this game. This game is going to be played. And um, look, you know, as of right now, let's be honest, it should be. You know, as of right now, as much as it stinks with, with Chris Jones and, and Rashawn Slater and Gore, like, they're not going to postpone the game. You know, there was like 30 guys on the list or something, then maybe, maybe they try, you know, but no, I, Look, they're going to they're gonna push hard over the next couple of weeks to get everybody to get their boosters. I mean, that's what's going to happen. They've already told Tier 1, Tier 2, if you're a coach, you're getting a booster, you're not coaching. Um, now, Tier 1 normally would also include players right now that does not include players because they're still collectively bargaining with the association, the NFLPA. But I would expect that the NFLPA is going to get on board. I mean, they got on board with the original vaccines. I do not – and look how many guys got it, right, how many guys got the vaccine. I do not think the NFLPA is going to put up a big fight, despite the Cole Beasley's of the world who are going to be public about their, their angst towards it. Listen, I don't care what anybody's opinion is of the vaccine or whatever. Like, it is a serious illness that has killed three-quarters of a million people. And, yes, especially people who are young, who are healthy, like the odds are they'll be fine. Hopefully everybody is. But the NFL is not going to take chances with this stuff. Like whether or not you agree with it, the bottom line is it's a it's a fifteen to twenty billion dollar industry. They're going to protect themselves and their interests. And so, I do think over the next couple of weeks, we're going to see the NFL roll out more, you know, quote unquote protections against COVID. But right now, right now, I, I think you're kind of it is what it is. I mean, you're not doing anything for Thursday. So they're going to play this game out and hopefully neither team's hit by a bunch more, uh, you know, COVID positive tests. Sterling, we haven't heard from you on this yet. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you, this is a sort of a weird thing to say, but it's true. And, and Matt Connor and I were talking about it earlier. We're sort of in this situation where the vaccines are they're supposed to protect you, you know, either help prevent transmission and also protect you from serious illness is, is, is the line about that. Well, is it kind of, it's sort of funny, right? Like we hear a lot of these folks that have been vaccinated. They they're asymptomatic. Sometimes some people don't even know that they, that they've caught COVID, but because the NFL has testing protocols in place, people are testing positive because they're getting tested. Do you think it, in some ways the the NFL's own policies are, are kind of creating uh, not obviously creating more positive COVID tests, but creating situations where guys have to sit out like, I, we don't know, right? But for all we know, Josh Gordon and Chris Jones are sitting there feeling perfectly fine because they got the vaccine, but because they've tested positive, they're not able to play. What are, you, what are your thoughts on all that that I just dumped on the table? Yeah, it's very difficult because obviously just looking back at the Rams game last night, seems like Odell Beckham Jr. was probably asymptomatic, had COVID and played in that game. Now right. you see, Now you see today nine more players have come out and they're on the COVID list. 
it's kind of a similar situation. I think the thinking was if we get uh, can get out in front of this early, we find one player who has it early, we'll isolate, try and try and contain. I think that's the goal. So sure, maybe they find some more asymptomatic guys, but the goal is if you can find the asymptomatic guy, isolate him. You can protect your position groups, can contain this, and can hopefully keep enough guys to keep the games going. As far as Thursday night football goes from a strictly football perspective, this could be good for Kansas City. You know, it says sometimes, what, 7 to 14 days before you can test positive, and it can be in your in your your body, right? So maybe they don't even test positive until after Thursday's game. Just strictly football perspective, that actually might play in the Chiefs' favor playing Thursday instead of Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, it's the whole thing is just completely a nutty situation. And and now we, the Chiefs have like the Chiefs have to go on the road for this one, right? So right. this is this is in a whole other problem for the Chiefs because what do they need? What are they going to do? They got to take two planes. Are they going to put the starters on one plane, backups on the right. other? I, I think I think they're going to. I I do I do not know this for a fact. I'm guessing they're probably going to have everybody mask up for the entire flight. That would that would be my guess. I mean that. Look, I get it. It's not 100 percent cure all, but my guess would be they are going to do what they have to do. Try to distance guys. You know, maybe even take two planes out to just to distance everybody. I mean, I. I think you have to do whatever you have to do, right? I mean, Mahomes talked about it in his presser today. Like, if that means distancing at home right now, then that's what you have to do. And by the way, listen, I still see I see people, you know, Dari six three talking about it's madness. And, hey, look, man, I agree with you in the sense that everybody's tired of this shit. Everybody, nobody, like you know, I know, you know, we've talked about COVID in the past, and that we've even had a few reviews. People get pissed about it. Look, that's part of life in twenty twenty one. I'm pissed about it. I don't like talking about it. I have a lot of thoughts on it. We're not going to get into. But I, I mean, I, I think in the end, it is part of our reality, both as a society and in covering the NFL. That is reality. The NFL is going to mirror the country. If there's a surge in cases in, in the population at, at large, there's going to be a surge in the NFL. It's just it's going to happen. Guys are going to get together for Christmas, too. It's going to happen. Like, which, by the way, the NFL, that's got to be a thing they're freaking out about because that's going to lead into the playoffs. Yep. So listen, I, I you know I think I think there's a case to be made if a guy's asymptomatic, like do you do you treat that differently than somebody who obviously has a lot of symptoms? Maybe maybe you do, maybe you do, maybe you don't. I'm not, you know what? But I understand enough about the thing to know. I don't know everything about it. I am not a doctor. I am not an epidemiologist. I cover football. My wife, <laughs> she's got a doctorate. Could bring her on. For yeah. me, I don't know enough to sit here and pretend like I know enough. So I'll listen to the medical advice, but it, it is what it is. Right now, the Chiefs look like they're going to be without Chris Jones, look like they're going to be without Josh Gordon. It looks like the Chargers are going to be without Rashawn Slater, and hopefully nobody else tests positive here in the next you know, 50 or so hours. Well, I was just going to say, I just, but here's what we can know. Like, I mean, I agree with everything that Matt's saying, but I think what we can know is the NFL is going to follow the money first. And if oh, that means, yeah. if that means then that in the future, instead of watching Shane Bouchelle versus the ghost of Tyrod Taylor or whoever's backing up Justin Herbert, you know, at third string there, you know, they're going to put in whatever, like, like, I don't, I don't think we're going to have harsh negotiations or whatever. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they ran the protocols all the way back to the very beginning of what they were in all this, if it meant finishing the season with as much star power 
which means as much money as as you can. And um, so, yeah, I, I guess I would be looking for much more news to come in terms of team-wide protocols, league-wide protocols, quick agreements on those things, just because there's so much money to be made and or lost, um, you know, in these next few weeks and, and on. Yeah. I, if I, I'll tell you what, man, if I'm Clark Hunt, I'm, I'm, I'm filthy rich. I'm finding every private jet in, in, in Can- the Kansas City and the tri-state area. I'm sending Patrick Mahomes on a plane by himself. I'm sending Tyree Kill on a plane by himself. I'm sending Travis Kelsey on a plane by himself. You know, like, I mean, my God, I would do anything I could to keep those guys from from get, catching anyone, anything, um, and not being able to play. It's, it's really wild when you think about it. I, it really could just blow up. I mean, we could be sitting here three days from now, and – Mahomes could be out. Kelsey's out. You know, I, it, it, it's nuts. But we have to talk about what we know right now, right? We got to preview this game as it stands right now, and we got a couple of days to go, and we'll see what happens on Thursday. But I do think, and let's 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 start getting into our preview. I think as it stands right now, the Chiefs are more harmed by losing Chris Jones than than the Chargers are by losing their left tackle. I think but the way this defense is playing and and the weapons that they have, look. It was, Herbert was going to be a load even even with the Chiefs pass rush. He's very good against pressure. So the fact that you they're getting Keenan Allen back and the Chiefs are losing their best pass rusher interior. I mean, hell, I'm glad we've got Melvin Ingram and everybody and Frank Clark and they're playing well. But Chris Jones going back inside was huge for this offense. It's going to put it's going to be a big big test for the Chiefs defense without Chris Jones. Sterling Holmes, how worried are you? about the Chiefs going into this game without their best pass rusher. Sure, I'm very worried. We saw the Chiefs defense all of a sudden go from historically bad to extremely good when Chris Jones moved back inside. Same time, Chiefs defense line and defense as a whole has played incredible. Jaron Reed has stepped up off the milk, milk carton, like we say. Frank Clark has been incredible. Melvin Ingram has shown something, especially early on in games. Now you're expecting guys like Derek Noddy to step up, do what, do what he's Given the opportunity, see what he can do. We know he's good against the run. Let's see what he can do with a little bit of a pass rush. Maybe Jaron Reed gets after the quarterback more. I do want to say we know who's going to be on the D-line for Kansas City. Can you even tell me who the backup tackle is for the Chargers? Do you know who it is? I do know who it is. It's Trey Pipkins. Trey Pipkins. <laughs> but, but, this is my, but my point is, do you trust Derek Nottie and the litany of other solid players in the Chiefs D-line? Or you trust a dude named Pipkins who no one has really ever heard of <laughs> tackle for the Chargers I I I think it's like Verderam said it's just as big of a loss for the Chargers as it is for Kansas City put Maisie in the game for for the Chargers um yeah she'll just oh I can't stand it hi Maisie (laughs) um she says hi all right you gotta go upstairs oh good Maisie um yeah I I, that's a great point Sterling they're the Chiefs are deep on the defensive line and that's certainly going to help plus they've got spags you could scheme some things up to try to make up for the loss of Chris Jones. Um, but these guys are going to have to hold up in coverage. Look, last time the Chiefs played uh, – well, actually, let's talk about the offense versus the Chiefs defense first, okay? And what's up, Max? What's up, everybody in the chat? Appreciate you guys. Please hit the thumbs up on YouTube. Uh, what's up, Booker? What's up, Gonzo? Jason, Joshua, Lucas, appreciate you guys. So Mike Williams torched the Chiefs the last time these teams played. Uh, this is a different uh, different everything. Mike Williams isn't playing like he was early in the season, and neither is the Chiefs defense. But he went seven receptions for 122 yards and two touchdowns. 
Uh, Austin Eckler was a little banged up, but it sounds like maybe he's going to be okay. Matt Verderam, who are you most concerned about on the Chargers offense? I mean, Herbert, but beyond him, like, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess probably Mike Williams because he's their deep ball threat. But, you know, I got to tell you, I went back and watched the week three game last night. And do you guys know that she didn't punt the ball the entire game? The whole game, never punted once. At four turnovers, they ended the game with the ball on that Hail Mary. They never punted the football. They had 440 yards of offense. Like, and I, and I know we're talking about the Chargers offense, but the reason I bring that up is, you know, I get it. Like, if Jones doesn't play, it sucks. But I went back. You watched that game. My God, it's like a different football team. They have – Fenton played half the game, had a concussion, okay? They had no ward in that game who was inactive. They had no Clark. Jones was dealing with an injury in the game, and it was obvious with his wrist. He could barely get off the line of scrimmage. They obviously did not have Melvin Ingram. He was not on the team yet. Willie Gay was inactive. Juan Thornhill, I think, played 18 snaps. So I get it. Like, if they don't have Jones, this is a big deal. I do not expect the Chiefs defense to just fold like a house of cards if he's not there. Like, they're still really good almost everywhere else. You know, and I, I just think Spags will just blitz more up the middle. Like, I really do. I think that'll just be a difference on second and, and long and third down. I think they are going to be coming up the middle with some A-gap blitzes with Neiman and Sorensen. Say whatever you want about Neiman. God knows I do. He actually is a pretty good blitzer. So I think they will use him in that capacity. I, I think the big concern is, look, if I'm the Chiefs, I'm playing too high. I am not letting Williams get behind me. If they want to nickel and dime with Allen, fine. I, by the way, in this game, I would take a page out of the Pats book. I would tell the corners, be as physical as you want. Beat the hell out of them. You want, I don't care. You take a holding penalty or two, fine. Hold them, grab them, hook them, whatever. Make the officials call every single one of them. Because you know what? I don't care who you are as an official. Eventually, you get to a point where you're like, eh, wasn't that bad. Eh, like you start to adjust. You do. I mean, I, look, you start to adjust to it. I would be, if I'm the Chiefs, I would play a lot of man in this game. I'd be really physical at the line of scrimmage. I'd try to disrupt the timing. And I, and I will say, I disagree a little bit that Slater means less than Jones in this regard. If they don't have Slater, they're without both their starting tackles because Belag is not playing at right tackle. Their backup tackles are atrocious. Clark and Ingram, that is a big deal. Like, that is the kind of thing, strip sack, holding. It's not even just a sack. Like, it's a holding penalty, you know, and that, that wipes away 14 yards, and now it's 10 yards the other direction. And so I really do think in this game, listen, I thought the Chiefs would win this game coming into it, and I still do. I, my opinion really hasn't changed. Um, it's going to be tougher but I think for the Chiefs, you cannot let Williams beat you deep. Eckler concerns me, but not in the way he normally does because he's gay. I, I feel like they can they can guard him. So I think the Chiefs, look, there's a lot to handle. And Herbert's great. They've got to get Herbert off his spot, and they've got to get in his face. If they do that, I think they'll be all right in the game. Yeah, in that first go-round, um, it, it was interesting because the Chiefs couldn't stop the run. Of course, they couldn't stop the pass either. But the, the Chargers didn't really lean on Eckler too much. He only, only had 11 carries in that game. Now, they threw the ball to him six times for 52 yards. Right. So that's that's what makes him especially dangerous for the Chiefs. Matt Connor, what about you? What are you concerned about when you look at this Chargers offense going up against the Chiefs defense sans Chris Jones? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just not. I mean, Matt said a lot of great things. But, you know, comp- comparing the Chargers offense to the Chiefs defense in week three – versus the Chiefs defense in week 15, it's a completely different unit. You've got young guys who have 
grown considerably. Even guys like Sneed and some others who've like developed their game even that much more. Fenton certainly looks a lot different now. And like he said, he was dealing with concussion earlier. Um, Gay, Bolton, um, you know, the whole front line, like Mike Dana was the only productive, reliable defensive lineman for the first four weeks of the season, right? Like we were ready to ship the rest of them home or trade them for like a box of Cracker Jacks or something. And now we're talking about this whole unit being like one of the deepest in the league where even like the second level guys, Naughty, Warden, some others are capable of providing good depths. And Dan is now one of those guys. So, I mean, missing Chris Jones in the middle, look, the Chargers could beat the Chiefs if the Chiefs hand them the opportunity to get beat. That's what's true. If the Chiefs don't beat themselves, they're going to steamroll the Chargers like they have every other team lately. I'm, 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 Herbert will take advantage of opportunities if they give them, but, but, but that's it. So I, I'm, I'm just not worried about this game at all, um, no matter if Chris Jones has scarlet fever or, or, uh, or you know, pleurisy or whatever else is out there. It's just not a thing. Hey, we don't need uh, we don't need chiefs in the time of cholera um, going on out here. Uh, Sterling Holmes, what about you? Are you are you concerned at all, or do you agree with Connor that, that the Chargers are going to get steamrolled? Uh, I don't know about steamrolled, but I wouldn't say I'm too concerned. My, my dude, Javarius Ward, the the glue, the most underrated dude on on Kansas City Chiefs defense. He's back. He's playing some fantastic football right now. That's huge. Um, they do need to get pressure without Chris Jones. They haven't shown that this season that they can. Um, Frank Clark has not really performed when Chris Jones hasn't performed. So that if they get pressure up front, I'm very confident. But if not, it will be some concern going deep. I mean, you saw last week, Justin Herbert rolled in through, was it 63 air yards to Guyton? Yeah. I mean, Same. Justin Herbert looked incredible. I mean, just absurd without Keenan Allen, without Mike Williams, and with a banged up Austin Eckler. I'm not saying I'm like super worried. That I think the Chiefs are going to lose by 13 by any means, but I am saying it's not an easy game. Justin Herbert is an incredible quarterback, and in today's NFL, if you have a quarterback that can make plays like that, you're in every single game. Agreed? Yeah, and I think that's what the Chiefs need to do is they, they if they can, try to avoid keeping letting it be close, right? Because this is a guy that can go – an engineer drive on you. And that's essentially what he did the, the first time around. You know, the Chiefs were in that game within a score and they just could not get a stop. The, when the Chargers wanted to score in that fourth quarter, they were able to move the ball. I want to ask you how good you think the Chargers are, Matt Verderam. You know, when you look at their schedule and you look at their wins and losses for the year, for the most part, other than beating the Chiefs, they haven't beat a lot of very good football teams. You know, their their losses came against the Cowboys, against the Ravens, against the Patriots, against the Vikings, and then against the Broncos. And they've got wins against Washington, Kansas City, the Raiders, the Browns in a shootout, the Eagles, the Steelers in a shootout. Um, and, and, and we know the Steelers can barely move the football. But they, they went into a shootout with the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they did, they did beat the Bengals uh, pretty handedly. Um, and then, of course, the Giants last week. How good is this Chargers team? They're good. They're a good team. I, I, they are they're explosive offensively, which always gives you the impression they're better than they are because it's it's a scary thing, right? Like you see Herbert throw that ball, you know, the old Napoleon Dynamite, right, over those mountains. You see him throw a ball like that, and you're like, damn, man. In reality, like 
they're, they are a prolific offense, largely based off of Herbert throwing to his two wideouts and then occasionally to Eckler. Cook has not been, not necessarily bad at tight end, but he has not been a huge factor. They don't have a third receiver who scares you. Their offensive line, without Slater, if that ends up being the case, is a disaster. Uh, Winsley is the only above-average player on that entire line at that point. He's an all-pro center. Um, and so, and Alex, I'm going to get to that question in a sec, but I, I've seen it a few times. Uh, I will get there, I promise you. Um, I, I think I think overall, like they're good. Defensively, they're a mess. And that that is actually where I want to go with this now is, look, we're also focused on the defense. The Chiefs' defense has been great, right? And with Jones, they're not going to be as great, but I still think they're going to be very good. This is a game where go go score 34 points. The Chargers' defense, other than Bosa and Derwin James and, and Asante Samuel, if he plays, they're awful. They can't cover anybody with their backers. Their corners are, are okay. I mean, Chris Harris is 100 years old at this point, but he's still a decent player. But they're not – they're not a good defense. Cleveland, Mayfield lit them up. Roethlisberger lit them up. I mean, these are teams, that, you know, they're not, you know, the Eagles played right to the wire with them. This is not a team that you look at and you're like, man, they're great. the Chiefs are a better football team. The Chargers are good. They're good. But the Chiefs are better. The Chiefs are demonstrably better defensively, even without Jones. And offensively, their, their ceiling is higher. Now, the Chargers have been more consistent offensively this year. But the ceiling's high. The one thing that should be noted, the Chargers are awful on special teams. They're 31st in DVOA. And in tight games, that could be the difference. It could be a difference between missing a kick, making a kick, giving up a big return. I'd watch that. But I, look, the Chargers are good. I think they're a good, solid, playoff, 10-win type team. Do I think they're better in Kansas City? No. I think we saw that in week three. The Chiefs just beat themselves the whole game. And I think for, for me – Jones, no Jones, that is still the biggest concern, is that the Chiefs beat the Chiefs. Because if they don't, unless there's a bunch more COVID stuff to come, I think they're still in really good shape. All right, Matt Connor, let's let's talk about the Chiefs offense versus this Chargers defense, who I think we all admit, not too great. Last time around, despite the fact that they turned the ball over, uh, you know, Mahomes had three touchdown passes. The Chiefs were able to run on the Chargers. Clyde Rizalera had... Uh, 100 yards and 17 carries. That's a 5.9 average. Mahomes ran a couple times. Darrell Williams got it in the act. Hardman, Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs ran 30 times for 186 yards on the Chargers. I got to, I mean, you got to feel like if they're able to do something like that again, they're not losing this game unless they turn the ball over. Matt Connor, what do you think? How do you think the Chiefs should attack this Chargers defense? Yeah. I mean, I sticking with that wouldn't be a bad move, but I, you know, I, I've been a little surprised that some of these players that haven't worked out for the Chargers like we thought. It doesn't help that Derwin James has been hurt. I mean, that's a key playmaker. But I thought Kenneth Murray would be a much better linebacker at the next level uh, right. than, he, than he has been. I, 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 I'm just I'm flummoxed by. I mean, maybe it's what maybe they're asking him to do something that I, I don't know anything that he does particularly well at the pro level. And I thought he would do most things well at the pro level. And, and we've seen for the Chiefs having. Having that sort of ultra-athletic linebacker, big, fast, like Willie Gay makes all the difference because other parts then can adjust as well. And the Chargers not having that kind of guy sort of forces them to lean heavily on guys in in space that they shouldn't. 
and uh, and it's just a big weakness in the heart of the defense. So, um, yeah, you know, I, to me, it's attacking. It's attacking that. It's attacking the middle. Um, they're not as deep as they used to be. Uh, I think Tillery can be a good playmaker up front. I, you know, Bose is Bose is obviously, you know, someone. They've got some players, but they're not deep. There's mismatches to be created here, and and I think you know, reads wise to that. We play them twice a year. We know what to do. Sterling, is this a big Travis Kelsey game? Oh man, we've been thinking that, right? I, I'm a fan of do what is there. Don't be too aggressive. There's no reason if they're playing that same thing, two guys deep and Travis Kelsey is single covered, go to Travis Kelsey. If he's doubled, find someone else to go to run the ball against him. Uh, Matt Vernon probably would have the numbers better than I would, but I think the Chargers are 31st against uh, the run in the NFL. Their defenses, you can run against them. You can get five, six yards of carry. You can make plays happen. The best way for Kansas city is almost to ugly the game up at, at, at times. You just have to win this game. I don't care if it's pretty. I don't care if it's uh, the same thing that they did against the Raiders because they're not going to play the same way the Raiders did defensively. I'm with Verderam on defense. Put two guys back. Don't let Mike Williams beat you over the top. I, I trust Kansas City. If they don't have a, what was it, minus four turnover margin, yep. they're winning the football game. Just play smart. It's, I don't care if it's sexy. I don't care if it's pretty. Just win. You know what's at stake. If you win, realistically, you're winning the AFC West. Realistically, you're probably going to get the number one seed in the AFC. Just win, baby. Doesn't have to be sexy. I agree. I mean, you know, just in general, like win this. This is a game they got to win, right? He biggest game of the year for this team. But I do think there's something to Travis Kelsey had 100 yards receiving the last time these two teams played, and he's been visibly frustrated. He was visibly frustrated um, last week, and he's such a big part of their offense. Bertram, do you think it, it, it makes sense to try to, you know, break him out of that slump a little bit? It's not necessarily Travis's fault. Sometimes it's just the way the game goes. But do you think it's worth trying to maybe put a little extra emphasis to get him going early in this game? No, no. I think I think you do whatever the hell you have to do to win this football game. Period. End of story. If he's open, throw it to him. If he's not open, hold him. You throw it to whoever the hell's open. I. You can't be worrying about, hey, we got to get him going. You get you get him going against Pittsburgh when Pittsburgh's going to score six points, okay? You you worry about winning this game. I'll tell you, truthfully, and I have no belief they're going to do this, I would line up. I would just run them over. That That's what I would do in this game. If I was the enemy, I would line up, and I'd spread them out, and I'd force them to have a light box, and I would ram the ball down their throat. I'm serious. I'd run the ball 45 times if, if they were doing it successfully. I would run it and run it and ru- I would just keep running it. The Chiefs ran it successfully back in week three. The Chargers can't stop anybody on the ground. And if you think defensively, if you think defensively that you, you might be a little bit compromised, all the more reason. And, uh, and Cardiki, you bring up a good point. You're right. Joe Mixon was the one guy the Chargers actually did. They rose up. Bengals were missing a couple of starting offensive linemen in that game. Not to give an excuse, I'm just pointing it out. I mean, look, and that's fine, by the way. Like, if the Chiefs try to run the ball and the Chargers are up to it, then that's fine. I would, I would run, oh, Kyle, I don't care. The Giants are atrocious. I, I, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm talking about a real football team. Like, yeah, Giants are two scoops of ass. Like, yeah, they, no, they're yeah. horrible. <laughs> that, they're not even a football team. Listen, and, and, and look, you're not, you're not worried about Mike Glennon throwing the ball on you. So it's a little bit different, right? Like, and, and it's not to take away. Look, maybe the Chargers could could get up there and handle it. But what I'm saying is, is I'm I'm running early in that game until you prove to me you can stop. Now, of course, look, I'm not going to harp on that because the Chiefs are not going to do that. They're not going to do that. They're going to throw the ball. 
But I at least would like to see the Chiefs have some balance in this game and not have it be one of these games where at halftime the Chiefs run the ball four times. Like, at least have some balance. And I agree earlier, I, I can't remember for the life of me, if it was you, Connor, or Sterling, who said, you know, listen, they, they do not have great speed, especially at the second level. I I would run a million little push passes, jet sweeps, crossing routes, slant route. Look, if you're going to sit underneath and you're gonna and you're gonna play zone, fine, right? Run some zone beaters. If they're gonna if they're gonna sit in any kind of man coverage, I would just run them to death across the field. I, fine, keep up with everybody, right? Like that to me would be, hey, it's a big McCall Hardman game then in that case. Yeah. So <laughs> you do you do whatever the hell is available to you, and if that means if that means hey, look, everybody's open, you want to throw it a bunch, fine. If Edwards, Alaire, and Williams are running the ball great, fine. But to me, like, whatever that is, if you see something, you just hammer it. You hammer it. You hammer it. Kyle, thank you very much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chargers banner. I got them all. I got them all the AFL teams. But I, I, I got to say, I do I do love uh, the, the Chargers all the look, and they brought it back. So it'll be one of the best looking games of the year between these two teams. That's for sure. Your banners, uh, your pennants in the background are always, they always get called out. Um People don't unique, like, they don't like seeing that Raiders banner over your head. They get confused. There's very right. cool though. We're good. So, so Vernon was basically saying last week was the Mike Hughes game. This upcoming week is going to be the McCole Hardman jet sweep game. I get it. I see. I see your call. You know, oh, we hate it. We hate it. <laughs> I, I don't know if they've ever done this, but we, we, I'd love to kind of see maybe like Tyree kill, take a, take a shotgun snap once or twice. With McCole Hardman running on the on the slant, I don't know what you do if the, if you're the defense. It's just wait, except wait, because what are you going to do if 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 Tyreek might be handing off to, to Hardman coming across, and Tyreek might be going this way, you can't anticipate anything. You're going to get smoked. You, you're saying like a wildcat, but with Tyreek Hill, wildcat with Tyreek. So yeah, just bring Hardman on the on the jet sweep motion. Tyreek Hill in the backfield takes the snap, holds it. And then reads the defense. I mean, dude, that, you and Chip Kelly would be best <laughs> friends. <laughs> oh, don't don't compare me to Chip Kelly. No, um, I just think that I think that would be a, you know that's a, that's something maybe Andy's got in his back pocket because he puts Kelsey back there. Of course, you got to be comfortable with the guy taking a shotgun snap. What do you think, Verter? You're the football guy here. Is that, am I am I am I crazy? Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> usual. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it, should, it should matter, or I should note these reports just came out for both teams. Um, the Chiefs, everybody practiced fully except for Snead, who obviously, for obvious reasons, not injury reasons, he is back in Kansas City. He did not practice, uh, not injury related. Of course, everybody else practiced, they practiced fully. So it looks as though everybody in that regard is full systems go. Uh, the Chargers, they had nine guys yesterday who did not practice. Everybody practiced today on a limited capacity for the Chargers. So that includes Jared Cook, Austin Eckler, Derwin James, Justin Jones, Linval Joseph. Asante Samuel Jr. and Mike Williams, all of them practiced limited. So I would anticipate you will see everybody in this game. Uh, now, how healthy? I don't know. But I think you're going to see everybody. Um, that's, that's good news for the Chargers and good news for the Chiefs as uh, they get ready here for Thursday night. We appreciate you all out in the chat. There's a lot of you. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button on YouTube and and, and, and fire out some questions in the chat. Uh, we'd love to answer questions that you have about this game that you want to hear us talk about. Um, we obviously think it's pretty cut and dry. We think the Chiefs are a better team. We think they're the more dynamic offense. We think they're going to be able to score points, and they don't need to turn the ball over. But what do you want to know about this game? Fire us some questions. We'll answer them in the chat. Um, 
Someone says Chiefs. Great question. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, it's fair. I, yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Um, Matt Connor, what are your keys to the game? Let's get into our keys to the game while we wait for some of these questions to come in. Um, what do the Chiefs need to do to to, to bring this one home? Uh, avoid turnovers. I mean, that's it. Remember the last time we watched this? I remember the last time we watched this, uh, like when I was watching week three, I remember I laughed out loud at the end of the first quarter because it was interception, interception, Clyde fumbles it again after fumbling away at the end of the game, at the Ravens game. And all I could just think was, I mean, this is just laughable. This is like, it's like every Chiefs enemy was able to script out the Chiefs play for them in some kind of like dastardly mad libs or something. Like, like it, it was just like, the way they were falling all over themselves to lose just felt comical. And so, okay, now that all that's in the past, now that like the chiefs are executing, they're back to form, like, like literally the chiefs have to be laughably bad and, and like almost like their opponents are scripting their plays and the chiefs still had a fourth quarter lead like against the chargers in that very game. So I'm like, Again, I know I've said this before, but I, like to me, it's just get out of your own way. Don't play stupid. Hold on to the ball. It's over. I, I, I like Herbert. We've said a lot of good things about Herbert. The Chargers are a good team. Blah, 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 blah. There's no comparison between these two teams. The Chiefs are a top-shelf team. That's it. And there's only a handful of them, and they're one of them. And the Chargers are among a lot of several good teams. That's fine. And that's well and good. But, um, you know, to me, a key to the game is just like, be the chiefs and you're good to go. I agree with you there. Odell, thank you very much. Um, we're going to get through these questions in just a second. Uh, let's roll through our keys to the game. Appreciate the questions coming in. Um, Sterling, your keys to the game. Since, uh, Matt Connor so graciously took the turnover, uh, segment right there i'm gonna have to go with no deep balls to mike williams i don't think the charges i feel like i just took vertebrams with that lean back right there i apologize matt didn't mean to just probably take what you're gonna say but no deep balls to mike williams that's that's it i don't think the charters offense is good enough consistent enough with two backup tackles to, to keep up with Kansas City. I, I just strictly don't think they are. As long as you're not letting Mike Williams beat you deep two or three times, I don't think their offense is going to be anywhere able to keep up. I don't think they can run necessarily in Kansas I love Austin Eckler, but his best attributes, pass catching. Uh, again, stop the deep ball. I think the Chiefs are completely fine. Love it. Bird Ram? So, you actually didn't say what I was going to say. Because what I was going to say was the Chiefs need to be very unique and smart about how they try to get pressure. And Ed just knocked it out of the park. Chiefs pass rush. That's it, baby. That's it. That is it. That is this entire game. But Jones, it really hurts. He's gone. If he is gone, they have to get pressure. And I don't care how they do it. They've got the corners to play to play man up. They do. The Chiefs corners are as good as anybody in football. They, they and I think that is the one thing nationally, if you don't watch the Chiefs every week, that people don't understand. The Chiefs corners are really, really good. If I'm Spagnuolo, I would believe in them, and I'd tell them before this game, guys, it's on you. We're playing man, we're playing too high, and we're blitzing on third down if we have to. We're blitzing on second and long if we have to. We're gonna. Bl- I, I think you have to try to get pressure, but not just hey, hopefully we can win here. Look, if, if you can't, you if you can't just immediately get pressure with four without Jones, 
then I think you've got to be creative. Run stunts, run loops, run twists, run run blitzes, fake blitzes, drop out, show a zone blitz, show a fire blitz, do whatever you have, overload blitz, whatever you need to do. Th- that, to me, is the key to this game. If the Chiefs if the Chiefs can get pressure, and Kadarius, you're damn right, I believe it. The Chiefs are absolutely – the corners are good enough to man up. I'm not saying they're going to shut down Mike Williams' game now, but they're good enough to play a reasonable game. Like, I'm not saying they're going to go – go out there and hold him to four catches. But, yeah, look, the Chiefs played CeeDee Lamb, and Ward played a man up and just completely took him out of the football game. Like, I believe they can. And don't forget they're going to have safety help, too. It's not like it's not like you recover zero blitz. So, yes, I do believe that they can do that. Um, but I, I also believe the Chargers are a great passing offense. They are going to challenge it. And that's why, to me, we've seen a great passing offense in Kansas City for years now. What is the one thing that slows them down? Pressure, pressure, pressure. Pre- why they lose this? Why they lose in the Super Bowl? Couldn't couldn't block. Like that's how you lose games. I'll tell you right now. If the Chiefs get pressure in this game, they're going to win this game. If they don't get pressure, then I think it becomes a game where well, who the hell knows? Then it becomes who makes a big mistake. That's what we saw the last game. The Chiefs got no pressure in Week Three. Herbert was clean the whole game. The Chiefs still almost won, but they beat themselves with turnovers. I think the Chiefs can lack pressure and win in a shootout if they need to, but I'd be a, I, I think it's a coin flip at that point. If they get pressure, I, I think I think they'll be okay. I really do. I think I think they'll find a way to win the game. Yeah, absolutely agree. Get get in Herbert's face, rattle him, and make him get the ball out early. Don't let Keenan Allen and Mike Williams get time to find the space that they need. It's the same thing when you're playing the Chiefs. Don't let Tyreek Hill start running around back there. That's what happened to the Raiders. And you saw that big play that the Chiefs were able to make. For me, it's hit the Chargers early. You know, we all saw the Chiefs joking around. They got their swagger back. It's been going on for a couple of weeks. But, you know, I think they really believe it now, right? Like they had a good game against the Raiders and a little bit of a struggle again, then another good game against the Raiders. But now they're on this big, long winning streak. And what I want to see them do is hit the Chargers early the same way that they hit the Raiders the last time. Right. The Chiefs know they fumbled and 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 dropped balls in the first round against the Chargers and basically gave the game away. They had that had been one of the most frustrating losses for them, especially on the offensive side of the ball, walking out of there knowing, man, these guys couldn't stop us. We were doing everything we wanted to do against them, and we lost the game. We lost it ourselves. So in this game, I want to see the team come out with with an edge. They talked after the game against the Raiders about how they used the Raiders you know, taking their stupid little victory lap in the bus is motivation for that game. And I hope that they're just, they're looking at the film from the last game this week and they're talking about that game and about how they let that one slip away. And if they hadn't, they would, this wouldn't be as big of a game for both teams if the Chiefs had, had, had taken care of business in that one. So I want them to jump on the Chargers early and do what they did to the Raiders, which was essentially they took all hope from the Raiders. Like first couple drives of that game, the Raiders were like, oh yeah, we're not winning this game. And they basically curled up in the fetal position and let the Chiefs spank them for the rest of the contest. That's what I want to see happen in this one. I want to see them steal the the Chargers' confidence early in the game. And when they're like, oh, God, yeah, we're out of our league here. This one's over. I wonder if I got what I asked for for Christmas. You know, I got to say, they're too good, man. They're not They're not going to roll like the Raiders. Like, I get it. Come out, start fast, all that. But that, this, this, the Chargers aren't going away in this game. Like the Chargers are just too talented. They're not. They're fighting. They're fighting every bit as hard as the Chiefs are in this game. 
Now, this game means everything to the Chargers. Hell, it might mean more to the Chargers in some ways. Like they got to make the playoffs too. They lose this game, they're on the bubble. I, the Chargers are really good. Like any anybody who thinks the Chiefs are just going to go in there and pummel them. I, I mean, God bless you for your confidence. I, I do not think that's going to happen. It's not saying I don't think the Chiefs will win, but if the Chiefs go in there and blow the Chargers out like two plus, like fourteen plus points, I would be really surprised. I. I don't think that happens, man. Like Herbert's having every bit the year that Mahomes is having, you know. And I and I've seen that question a few times. Like, who would I take over the next ten years? I would take Mahomes just because, like, he's so ridiculously unique. Like, I, but I got to tell you, Herbert might be my second choice. Like, he's that. Like, I take him over Kyler Murray. I would absolutely. T- I take him over Josh Allen. He's more consistent. I take Herbert. I take him over Lamar Jackson. I sure as hell take him over these guys like Mac Jones and all these guys. I, I take him over Dak. Herbert can play. Herbert's a damn good football player. And if the Chiefs don't come out and play their best, they're going to have a real hard time in this game. Now, look, they, if both teams play their best games, the Chiefs should win the game. They're better. They're a better team. That's not the, I'm not going to knock anybody, but, I mean, it, it's just – it's what it is. It's what it is. The Chiefs are two-time defending AFC champions, but the Chargers are good. And if the Chiefs play a B game, they're gonna they're gonna have a tough time. They play an A game, like they'll win. They'll, they should win the game. But if they play a B game, they turn over ten penalties, they're gonna lose. Absolutely. All right, let's get into some of these questions. Uh, we got to do Odella. Uh, <laughs> uh, How is a Tottenham Hotspur fan also a Chiefs fan? Nothing Spursy about the Chiefs. Matt Connor often wears his his Tottenham hat. How do you answer that one? Um, I. Honest truth, I, like I wish I had some great story. I saw a chicken standing on a tennis ball on this hat in some discount store, and I bought it because I needed a beanie. So I don't even know what it is, let alone what it represents. But what I love serious? is like, oh yeah, totally. I still don't even know anything about it. But what, but but what I love is people are like, dude, I love Tottenham, and I was like, yeah. So like. It's gotten me a lot of like, hey, that's awesome in my life. So I still wear it, even though it's really just like a chicken on a tennis ball or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> I love By it. By the way, that, that's hilarious. My buddy and I, we played FIFA years ago. For I just, Neither one of us has a, a, a team over in your I, I, I care less. We, we literally picked them because of Rooster on a soccer ball. It's hilarious. <laughs> right. Hilarious logo. No idea what the hell is going on. Don't know what a hotspur is. Don't give a shit. It's a hilarious logo. I'm 100% with you. That's great. <laughs> um, that is that is very funny. All right. So we had another question. This one came from Elijah. I think this is a good one for you, Verderam. If Reed and Biennemi are implementing zone beaters, why are they still struggling against cover two? I think they're struggling a little bit because, look, they've dropped a lot of passes, and that, that happens against every single coverage they face, it seems like. Um, but I think the last couple of weeks – They've they've gotten chances. They've gotten open. You know, I mean, hell, against the Raiders, that's a whole other story. But um, no, listen, I think there have been many, many opportunities for the Chiefs in these games. You know, against the Cowboys, they got guys open. They dropped balls. They dropped them. You know, they, they hell, Kelsey turned one of them into a pick against Denver. They dropped like five or six passes, including interception. I really do think the Chiefs. They're, their offense is rounding as a form. The last couple of weeks before the Raiders game, they just beat themselves a lot of times. But I think the play calling has been better. Again, I'd like to see more balance, but we, we know with, with the Chiefs, you're not going to get a lot of balance. 
you're going to get them chucking it. That's the way they are. Uh, Sterling had to, he, he had to pee, man. He, he was begging us. He was like, are we, how much longer are we going to go? I got to go. Um, I told him to piss we were, himself. He, he yeah, wasn't right. <laughs> I told him, I said, go ahead. We can make a bit out of it. Um, this was a, a great comment. Robert Kitchens, diehard Broncos fan, but, uh, but like to watch this podcast sometimes. That's awesome. I, to be perfectly honest with you, you know, the fact if you're getting some extra AFC West insights out of it, that's, that's pretty, uh, pretty cool. Uh, Elijah also said this game is going to come down to defense. Ingram could have a career day. That one from Kyle Gibbs. I, I agree with Jones out. Matt Connor, do you feel like Spags, you know, looks at, looks at Ingram and he's like, hey, man, this is what we got you for. You know, this is, this is a chance for you to kind of step in. Obviously, they've got Frank. Right. But this could change things a little bit for the Chiefs as they they become an edge rushing team. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I want to boo JP just said if Sterling was a real professional, he'd keep a bottle under the table. Let me admit, I have done that before on this very podcast. So Sterling needs to man up. Anyway, on to Melvin Ingram. Hold hold on. No, 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 no. No, we're not. We're not glazing over that. I've peed in a lot of weird places. Patrick, you're my boss. You've. I hope this you doesn't come against me. In, in a bottle on this podcast. Sterling, what's I'm your done. reaction to this, this horrific news? I'm impressed. If I didn't have a window <laughs> right here with people walking by in the studio, this trash can was looking incredible. So I, I do not blame you. Like, That's literally, so, whose idea was to give me a coffee, an energy drink, two waters, and a 32-ounce Gatorade in a two-hour span? That was just poor decision-making by me. This Are you like a dromedary awesome. or something? You got like a hump to like, you got to fill up or something. <laughs> Dude, like it's a, a it's, desert it's a tour camel. coming up. It's a camel. Yeah, I got one coming up. It. Oh, and then I can't use a bottle because in the words of Tory Hunter, well, I don't think anyone wants to. If you want to look that up, look at Tory Hunter's words on why he doesn't wear a cup. <laughs> it's probably time we've got off on that. We've yeah. gone off. We've gone. We've gone off the rails. It's a famous yep. quote. Okay, it's a famous it's quote. It's off the rails. Uh, Matt Connor, uh, back to Ingram. Hey, I will say I'm I'm real curious about Melvin Ingram in this game. Um, you know, you know he he played for uh, you know he played for the Chargers for what like eight years. Was uh, you know, and someday he's going to be in their you know team Hall of Fame, undoubtedly whatever the Ring of Honor there is. Is it called that? I mean, they don't even have like a real home stadium. They've gone to – it's probably like floating off the coast in San Diego somewhere, that, that like whole Hall of Fame that, that is now abandoned or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, it's got to be emotional for him to play his old, old team. Uh, so, yeah, sorry, I'm still not over the fact that I admitted I peed in a bottle on uh, – This is – you know what? This is, one of those, this is one of those moments though, in the history of the show where fans will be talking about it years from now. They'll be like, oh, yeah, you remember the pee episode before everybody got COVID? <laughs> you know, this is it. It's, the, it's, like the, it's like the pee episode. It's like the, you know, <laughs> the episode of Friends where the, when they win the, the apartment. We need to move on. <laughs> Verderam can't – he can't stand it. He's seeing his credibility just – Vanish I, right I just, I, I, if I, I mean, look, it is what it is. Okay, it, you know, he has to pee. That's why. <laughs> um, okay, let's get to our our final score <laughs> predictions. Uh, the chats love it. Um, let's start with you, Verderam. How's this one going to play out? I think in my picks column that comes out Thursday, I think I picked a score twenty nine twenty three Kansas City um, without Jones. 
maybe it's a little closer. Um, look, it's a, it's going to be a really good game. I I would be very surprised if it's a, if it's more than a one score game. Either way, I would not be surprised if the Chargers find a way to win this game. I think the Chiefs will win. If I had to handicap it, something like 60-40. I, I look. I think the Chiefs win for a few reasons. Defensively, even if they don't have Jones, they're playing so much better. They're playing so much better. I have a hard time seeing them just getting lit up in this one. I do. And, and the Chargers are a hell of an offense. But I just, they're rolling right now in a way that maybe no other unit in football is rolling right now. And they're just killing teams. And offensively, the Chiefs move the ball at will against the Chargers first time they played them. They just, they just stopped themselves. I mean, the damn interception that, that Mahomes threw in the first quarter, it would have been a touchdown. I mean, Marcus Kempe catches the ball. He walks in from the 10-yard line. There's nobody near him. Turns into an interception. They fumble twice. You know, it's just, it was a game where they did everything to beat themselves. And yet, you know, look, I see MAC Chargers win 30 13, can't play the Raiders every week. Well, you know, the Chiefs, I mean, they've gone to two straight Super Bowls, but what the hell? Um, you know, listen, it's, I, I have a lot of respect for the Chargers. I just, I think the Chiefs are a little better and they're a lot more experienced. That is one thing I do, we haven't touched on. I think that matters a little bit in this game. The Chiefs have been in a million of these games. They know how to win them. They've been there. They've played. I mean, look, this game is the biggest game of Herbert's career. Is this even in the top ten for Mahomes? I, I they've been in these spots. They're not gonna. They're not gonna you know squeeze the bat too tight. You know, when they step up to the plate, there's not gonna be any of that. I. It's not that the Chargers can't win, but I think there's more paths for the Chiefs to win than there are for the Chargers. And so I'll take it 29-23 Kansas City. 29-23, a little tight, but the Chiefs hang on almost a 30-burger on the Chargers. All right, Matt, Connor, what about you, your final score prediction? I'll go 34-21. I'm, I'm just – I'm not with Matt on this one. I think uh, I think a much lesser version of the Chiefs already should have won, would have won uh, 12 weeks ago. Uh, the Chiefs are playing better at absolutely every level, at every position. I, I just don't see any reason. They even got to rest – a lot of their starters last game on Sunday. I, I just don't see any way that they lose this game. And uh, and if they win by two or three possessions, it wouldn't surprise me. All right. I like it. I like the confidence. Sterling, how about you? Uh, Chiefs 28, Chargers 24. I, I think the tackles being out for the Chargers is going to be a nightmare for Justin Herbert. Uh, again, they got some great playmakers on the team. That's probably how they score one. I know I keep saying they're going to Chiefs need to not give it a big play, but they've not proven to stop that against Mike Williams and the Chargers in the past. So I think they at least get one. No Chris Jones. I do think it's a big issue, but the Chiefs are just rolling right now. I think they'll find a way to get this win. I don't care if it's ugly, like Verderam said. I don't care if you have to, if Travis Kelsey has two catches for 18 yards. I don't care how they get it done, but I do think the Chiefs find a way to get it done in what is the biggest game so far of the season. You're muted, which, you know, depending on what your take is, might be best. Um, <laughs> are you back now? Are you with us? No, you're still not with us. Okay, listen. Um, do what you got to do. I'll, I'll say this real quick while you're figuring out uh, technology. As I struggle there, I can't make fun of you because I did a spaces earlier on Twitter for like 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Broke down the whole game, talked about everything. I was muted the entire time. Muted the entire <laughs> time. Like an idiot. So these things happen. By the way, my father throwing a his score prediction, 33-17 Chiefs. Apparently a very, a very confident individual. 
Um, he, he agrees with the other Matt. He does. He's with Matt Connor. He think, you know, but hey, you know what? By the way, I'll say this as, as Patrick's now back. And by I'm the way, John, thank you for the super chat, man. Appreciate it. You think 35, 24 Chiefs. Um, I love like the amount we have Cowboys fan jumping in here and a Broncos fan in here, a whole bunch of Chargers fan. Like it's actually, I really enjoy that. I really, I know some people are like, oh, it's Chiefs. I, I really, and it's been actually like it's been a good back and forth. I've been reading the chat. Everybody's been, you know, throwing yeah. out good points, being respectful. I actually really enjoy it. And I'll tell you. The Chiefs and the Broncos, the Chiefs and the Raiders, those are always the rivalries as a Chiefs fan, right? Like, depending on the era you grew up in, it was either the Chiefs, Raiders, or Chiefs, Broncos. I think for the next 10 to 12 years, this is what you're looking at. These two teams are going to be going after it for a long time with these quarterbacks. And it's, it's fun. It's fun. I'm, I, it's, uh, listen, as a Chiefs fan, sure, you'd rather they, they, you know, like Stan Humphrey's a quarterback for the next 10 years, but it's, it's fun. It should be fun. I, I think it's going to be a hell of a game, and it should be one heck of a rivalry for a long time. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Give your prediction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mute. I try to mute myself, and I'm not talking. I think sometimes a restream uh, gets caught on the mute stuff. Uh, so apologies for that. So for this one, look, I feel like it's one of those games where it's not going to be like a middle ground where, like, you know, Chiefs win by 10 or something like that. I think it's going to either be a game where – the Chargers kind of come out and lay an egg and the Chiefs just keep rolling and, and it's you know, they blow them out. Or it's going to be really, really agonizingly close. Um, just feels like one of those. And I think with the, the Matt's made some good points about the stakes in this game, I think it's going to be really close. I think the Chargers are going to come out. This is their chance to try to win the AFC West and, and, and change the conversation about that division. But I think the Chiefs are going to pull it out because of the experience that they have and because of the talent advantage. I'm going to go 27, 26 Chiefs. And I think we're going to get on here. I think we're going to get on here and, um, yeah, uh, and, and have a hell of an after show because uh, we're all going to be, uh, have, you know, pulling our hair out. By the way, special announcement um, now that we've got the, a full chat here. And, and we may regret this, especially if the score is as close as I just predicted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, Verderam and I are going to be, uh, for the first time ever, we're going to have a Chiefs watch party right here on the Arrowhead Attic YouTube channel. Verderam and I are going to watch the Chiefs game live. We're going to sit here for the entire time. You guys can join us. Obviously, there'll be a little bit of a delay from your, you know, your viewing experience to us. But if you want a second screen experience, something new that we're going to try out, we'll be watching the game, probably muting ourselves here and there to, 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 to curse in case your kids are watching yeah. the game with you. Verderam <laughs> um, is very nervous about what he might do or say during this stream. I am. I'd like to be employed. Um, and oh yeah, yeah, Cheeto freak. Yeah, yeah you're, <laughs> gonna see, you're gonna see and hear some things. Um, yeah, I, I actually legitimately am like concerned about what Mike had said, but uh, I've agreed. We're gonna do it. We're gonna be on here for the whole game. <laughs> and then afterwards for the post. I got to tell you, I don't even work that day. So it's going to be like yeah. four, four and a half hours. And if it's four and a half hours of them being bullshit, I'm going to lose my mind. But I, yeah. but, you know, but it's going to be interesting. I will say this. I say this dead seriously. If you're one of the people who doesn't like profanity, you don't, pre- I respect that. Don't watch the stream. Yeah. Don't watch it's, the stream. Gonna gonna say, you are going to get it. Full force. Verdor, um, how much worse can it get? The amount of F bombs that you drop oh, already. It, oh, it, you, you no. Well, no. I mean, I, I will I will rein it in as a human being because we're alive, but no, no, no. Like, yeah. 
I will say this. If I join, there has to be like a bush light counter just in the corner of the screen. Yeah. How many bush lights just bush light counter F bomb counter. I mean, it's going to be wild. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, but it's going to be wild. We'll try to, we'll try to help you guys sync up with us. If that's what you want to do, we'll let you know what we're seeing roughly where we're at in the game. So you can kind of watch along with us if you want to pause, but um, yes, yeah, a good fun second screen experience. And then we're just going to roll right into the post game show. So um, uh, oh, Gonzo, you're the best. Um, when was the last time you guys took off your analysis hat and got into fu- a full fan argument with another person? Um, oh, that's a good one. Uh, whew. I mean, it, w- when we worked in the office, Verderam and I, all, all the like all the time, right? Because that was the place for it. We were in there with a bunch yeah. of other sports fans here at Fanside. I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's hard because even I, I always say I get paid to be impartial when I cover the league, which I I will always be. But I, when I watch the Chiefs, I will always be a Chiefs fan. Like I, I, these people who are like, you can't cover the league and be a fan. Like, fuck that. Like, look, I got into this because I love football. You know, I mean, so you could go to hell. People that say it drive me now. Oh, you go. As long as I'm impartial, what do you care? You know, and, and if you're watching, you're listening to this podcast, you know damn well. If there's, a, I will rip them to shreds if they don't play well. So, um, I don't know. It's been a while. I'll tell you what. I'll leave my my portion of this on on this note. The hardest thing I've ever had to do, but the most rewarding at the same time. I was in the press box during the Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. And let me tell you, yeah. sitting there and not saying anything, not making any, you know, no, no emotion, nothing, that whole game, that that was a challenge. And I remember at the end of the game, <laughs> when the Chiefs won, you know, counting down, the NFL had come up to, hey, which locker room do you want to go into, the Niners or the Chiefs? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's not a hard decision. Yeah. I'll, be, uh, I'll be going down to the Kansas City side of things. It actually wasn't even in the locker room. It was like outside the stadium in a tent. They brought the players out and Reed came out or anything. It was funny. But uh, yeah, that, look, if I can do that, I can do anything during a live game. Um, but yes, expect it to be uh, lively during that, during the live stream. Yeah. You know that meme where, where the guy's like straining in the vein and it's, that was Verderam the entire Super Bowl. <laughs> this must have been incredible. Like, I, I can't imagine. And as somebody who's watched a lot of Chiefs games, both on TV and in person with Verderam, and who I can't imagine what Verderam would have done on the Wasp play if he was allowed to emote in any. I was catatonic. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even. I don't know that I blinked because yeah. it, it was. I was sitting on the other side of. I saw it from like like I saw it from a Holmes's perspective, and I I'll tell you what though. You think that was bad? That play where Garoppolo overthrew. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders. That oh, was God. he was running right at me, and I remember right. looking up at the ball and looking down at him and thinking, "Oh my God!" And then looking back up quick, and it was one of those things like you know you think like eight things in a split second. Was, like I went, I, I realized very quickly he overthrew him. Like I could just tell the flight of the ball. I knew he wasn't going to get there, but I just saw Sanders breaking free. I was like, "This is like this is going to be the worst day of my life." And now I have to write about it till four a.m. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was at that stadium till four o'clock in the morning, filing my column, filing everything back to Fansided, and I got back to the hotel. I sat down with Matt Lombardo, who at the time did not work for Fansided, now does. And I sat down and I smoked the biggest cigar I could find, and had the <laughs> biggest glass of whiskey I could find. I didn't even sleep, and I went to the Miami airport, and uh, and I passed out on that flight home. Though that was it. Yeah, it was over. But uh, it was. What? Quite a turnaround. We'll have to, we'll have to do a whole uh, yeah. We'll have to do a whole Super Bowl episode at some point. But um, yeah, look, you you, you love Verderam's rants after the game. 
Imagine how he feels seeing some of the stuff he gets pissed off about in real time. It's going to be must-watch TV. It's going to be a, a lot of fun. Uh, we'll, we'll bring in some guests and things like that. Um, so be on the lookout for that on Thursday. We got to get out of here. Uh, it's uh, going to be about dinner time for some of us. So appreciate you joining us on this later uh, Thursday sh- or Tuesday show. Super wild. Um, been a lot of fun. We'll be back on Thursday. So keep an eye on our Twitter accounts. But uh, we'll, we'll put the details out there. But we'll probably go live just shortly before kickoff right here on the Arrowhead Attic YouTube channel. And then we're going to roll all the way through the post-game show. So don't miss it. Um, any parting thoughts before we get out of here from anybody? Sterling, Matt Connor. Hey, kudos to Matt for holding that in during the whole game. But Sterling can't go half an hour without peeing in this podcast. <laughs> yep. There you go. Vertorim's going to resign if we do one more one more joke. Dude, like he that. talked about Count Chocula like 37 <laughs> times a show. I, yeah, just, yeah. I rock one piss, yeah. one yeah. piss, and I'm all of a sudden just this bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fair. Oh, it's fair. <laughs> um, big, hey, look, guys, biggest game of the season for the Chiefs. If you want to keep on Arrowhead Attic P-Cast, um, <laughs> if you want to keep up, if you want to keep up on every. Everything that's going on with the team this week, the you know, is Chris Jones going to get off the COVID list? Josh Gordon, all that stuff. You need to be what, reading Arrowhead Attic. Matt Connor is on top of everything. He's going to have the analysis in the post, and then of course all of our twitters, but in particular Verderams, because he's got some of the inside track. Right, he's got sources with the team. So um, you know, sometimes sometimes Matt Connor's aggregating Matt Verderam. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, so keep an eye on both of those Twitter accounts and the and the website for all the news for the rest of the week and uh, biggest game of the season. So uh, buckle up, make sure you get some drinks for the live show and for the after show. Uh, And um, yeah, don't bring your children if they've got sensitive ears. For Sterling Holmes, Matt Connor, Matt Verderam, my name is Patrick Allen. Thank you for joining us. And as always, go Chiefs. We'll see you Thursday. 